Good afternoon, everyone. Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We're streaming on the Law Dog Sports Facebook page live. John Matthews uh, is here with me. Uh, he of Van and John in the morning on 95.5 The Coyote. And John, I tell you what, we knew we had to get live somehow, some way, and you managed to pull it off. Con- congratulations hey. to you, pal. Thanks, buddy. Celebrating. Celebrating with a Diet Coke. Hey, don't judge what I'm drinking, all right? It's what I got in here. I thought, I thought you casino guys had bourbons and Cokes sitting around all no, the time. No, no, no. We're just Diet Coke people today. Okay, so John is sporting his Elsa. Is that Elsa or uh, is what, uh, what head, on, headphones are those? It is. Uh, well, no, I think it's Elsa. Yeah, that's Elsa. Okay. So I'm Chuck Ramsey, the law dog. I'm the sports guy for Right Media, and John is a morning personality also. And uh, I tell you, John, with football coming up, even though he's abandoned us and uh, headed off for greener country pastures, you, you get that play on words there, green oh, country. So uh, oh, yeah. anyways, but Josh Jennings, uh, he was a writer for the Clinton Daily News for a hot minute. Then he just decided, you know what, I'm, what's that line from New York, New York? I'm shaking these small town shoes or something like that. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Josh Jennings, <laughs> now of uh, SB Live and also uh, part of the Rogers State. Man, John, Rogers State robbing us blind, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. Was it you? Were, weren't you sports editor too? Did I make that up? Yeah, I was, I was the sports editor for the Clinton Daily News from whenever I graduated from Spotsu. So the middle of May until about the middle of November, I had a job with uh, Sportbook Live pop up because they needed a, another writer in Oklahoma City, and I also had a, a little internship covering the Thunder. Um, and then I made my way out to Roger State because they offered me a free masters and a position in their athletic department. That was a really hard opportunity to turn down. So they yeah, stole Heather really Davis expensive. from us. They stole yeah. Heather Davis from us, and then they steal Josh Jennings. So, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Know. I was gonna say uh, Heather Davis, our yeah. head women's basketball coach, or she's our head women's basketball yeah. coach. She was that assistant at Swansea for a year. Exactly. So uh, on Jeff uh, Jeff's end staff. So Josh, I tell you, uh, I know you still keep up with a lot of uh, high school sports with uh, SB Live, and and I tell you, thanks to those guys too. That I think they were the only ones that reached out to me and actually wanted to get some sort of in depth uh story or or write up about the the infamous four to two game between weatherford <laughs> and anadarko sports center fs1 nobody else reached out to me but sb live did so they'll always be tops in my book hey we appreciate that absolutely well john uh i tell you we've got some you know high school football kicks off tomorrow night and tonight? Uh, come on there's games tonight oh yeah yeah there are john marshall at macarthur who is okay. waiting for that matchup yeah i'll be uh <laughs> i'll be seeing seeing the scoreboard on the uh, on the app to see what happens with that i don't know that uh okcps has a streaming service yet but uh i know we don't follow big big school but in all seriousness owasso is at bigsby tonight that should be one. are you going to that one josh you're up in the area uh, you know, I really wanted to try to get away, but we have a, a food truck event tonight, so I probably won't be able to get down to Tulsa. But hey. <laughs> that was definitely a big game on my radar. I'll be following it. I think they're putting it on, like, YouTube or something. I know they did that last year, but I will definitely be checking Squirtle like crazy. Yeah. And tonight, Western uh, Western Heights makes its football return. Okay. And you know who their coach is, don't you? No. Josh? You what? Oh, sorry. Western Heights football coach. We're doing a show here. Uh <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sorry, my wife. No, you're good. Um, no, uh, J.D. Reynolds <laughs> took over the program at Western oh, Heights, really? former OU uh, H-back and, uh, and great guy. He's done a lot of stuff in the metro area with regards to high school football. I think, Josh, you can probably tell me he was at Choctaw for a hot minute, if I remember right. Yeah, I remember he was there for a little bit. I don't remember exactly how uh, long he was there, but that's a, a really good hire for Western Heights. I know they were 
supposed to be for this year, but they're doing independent, but I think they're competing next year. So hopefully they can have a pretty good season and have a lot of good momentum going into next year. You know how I know I'm old, John? How's that? Well, first off, it, Monday's my birthday. <laughs> I'll know oh, for sure then. Early birthday. But uh, the guys, when OU kind of came back to, uh, to – when OU football came back from when the hiring of Bob Stoops – a majority of his players now have kids that are, uh, or a lot of his players now have have either taking jobs as head coaches or have uh, kids that are high end recruits, and that that's how I know I'm old. The guys that I followed at 30 are now got kids entering college, so that's bad. Oh yeah, no, that's that's when you go home from college, you visit, or you get back to your parents, and those kids used to be in diapers, and now no longer. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute, they're graduating high school. You go home for like senior Sunday at church or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But now I tell you, Western Heights, uh, that's been a, a sordid tale with that whole administration up there, and and it used to be a really quality uh, high school athletic program. It used to be a really quality school. I used to actually work uh, campus security on a part time basis for them back in the early nineties. Um, and it, it was, it was a great school at the time. And just one of those schools that as the, uh, as the progression towards the outer suburbs of Oklahoma city went further and further, they kind of got lost in that, what is it lost behind enemy lines or kind of in a no man's land, I guess you could say there where they're at, but, uh, they're the, uh, really rooting for, uh, for JD Reynolds to be able to make them competitive. Well, I mean, plus, come on, all the drama that went on behind the scenes and all the, yeah. the oh, yeah. leadership issues they had and superintendents yeah. had to take over. That's why I said sordid tale. So, uh, but no, you're right. But I tell you, tomorrow night, Western Oklahoma, which that's what we are. We're Western Oklahoma sports gets underway. If you notice, I'm wearing my big dub hat. Oh, because, already uh, picking a favorite. That's already right. well, picking I am a favorite. The, I am the voice of the yep. Eagles. I guess you've got to show a little bit of bias, so it's okay. <laughs> Where I can't show bias is in the daily sports cast, so that is all fair. Yep. I'm like Fox News, fair and equal, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, sure, <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, so uh, on that note, Weatherford, uh, we can start about them. State champs, right? Can we go ahead and give them the trophy now? Oh, let's Josh, be careful save there. time? I mean, yeah, and I think there's probably about – Five or six other teams I might have a say about that, but um, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> On the road at uh, where are we going down? Newcastle, Newcastle tough an hour and a half, yeah. hour and a half away bus mm-hmm. ride. You know, it's going to be a hundred million degrees, so therefore they're going to have the moment of you have to start the game with thirty minutes later. I think they said seven thirty. Seven thirty is the kickoff. Out. Yep. Yep. Is that, uh, I don't know, that's going to make it, because it's your first game. It's kind of getting back into the routine, going yeah. through on the road. Uh, they were at home for their scrimmage, so they haven't really done the travel thing yet. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Have they been reading the headlines all off season? Have they outworked everybody all off season? You followed them closer than anybody, Chuck. Here's what I'll take away from the scrimmage I saw and seven on seven is you, you see teams that have a, a quiet confidence, and I think a lot of announcers will say business-like approach. Uh, I think Weatherford, the players that, as I've noticed, they're not out there, you know, pumping up and fire and trying to get fired up just, you know, to, to try to drum up something. They go out there, they lay a hit, then they get fired up. Does that make sense to try to yep. drum up something? And I'm hearing they myself. That's there, nice. They lay a hit, then they. Yeah. Sorry, that don't put me. it on the live stream. You'll get it was an accident. You'll get it was feedback. An accident. <laughs> Just clicking on buttons here, okay? <laughs> no, but I mean, I hope you guys understand where I'm going with that. It is is like I, I understand a lot of teams. You come out, and, and I think I heard Pat Jones say this one time. You you have to taper your fire in football. You come out super fired up, that's great. You got to make that last a full four quarters. And I just get the feeling that this Weatherford team. 
you know, teams take on the personality of their coach. And Reagan Roof is a guy who probably knows when it's time to get fired up and is probably kind of cool hand Luke the rest of the time. Does that make sense? Yep. So, I mean, what I noticed against Altus in the scrimmage is they weren't out there doing a lot of lot of pep stuff to to get going, but when they performed and when they did something, they celebrated. You know, they were they got fired up. And I to me, I think that bodes well for for class four A football. Who's the leader on that team? That's my question. I'm still trying to figure out. I know they've been young. They've been young for a while. You know, they have some seniors. They've moved, you know, kind of moving around. But uh, it seems like Ethan Downs, of course, he was a, a, a unique individual when it came to not only his athletic ability, uh, but his leadership ability, whether he was dealing with youth football, whether he was dealing uh, with picking up trash in the stands. And he was doing that way before he got to OU. My question, though, who on this year's team is that kind of leader? Josh, you got anything, or you want me to jump in on that? Um, yeah, I can say. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the first guy that comes to mind is, of course, C.J. Nixon, who is wide receiver. He's a very talented player, as we all know. Um, I think Stone Chisholm, the quarterback, uh, he's going to be really good. Uh, Nick Jett, obviously, is another guy that I think of off the top of my head who made a lot of plays. And, you know, that junior class is really, really good. Um you know, last year I knew they were going to be young, and Coach Ruff was saying how, you know, we could have some a little bit more growing pains. Um, I know 2021 was not really good for anyone the year after Ethan Downs left. Um, I, but, you know, they, they surprised some people. They were a lot better than I thought last year, and I think they're going to be really good this year. Um, well, they won the district. I don't know. I know Clinton returns a lot of guys. Um, Clinton has a pretty good senior class this year, and the Custer County Conflict is played at uh, Swasu, and Clinton has Weatherford's number. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I, I did confirm, though, that the, the Custer County conflict will be at Weatherford's high school stadium this year. Mm, okay. Not saying oh, it won't well. change. But yeah, we talked to Coach Roof and it's going to be played okay. at, the, at the high school this year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you. But Clinton, you bring them up, you know, not to jump teams. But why is everyone saying they're going to have a down year? Does Clinton ever have a down year? They're Clinton. I mean, that I get yeah, that. I'm- I was going to say, I mean, like, I, I don't think they're going to have a down year. I think they'll be about like they were this year. Um, I know Cooper Soley is going to be a senior. Um, Montiel Bumpy Crane, he's a very good defensive he tackle. He can play really well. Um, they'll be fine at running back. Contavian uh, Hill is a junior. Um, I think Harrison Rhodes might get some reps, too. He's a junior. And I think Dayton Collins is going to play a fullback who he replaces Trey Bennett, who, in my opinion, was one of the best players on the team. He just did so much. But, um, I mean, Coach Higby's a good coach, and they'll have a really, really good team every year. Um, I mean, they've won, I believe, 17 state state championships, and you just don't really do that anywhere. And they have a really good program. And I think it'll be between – I think it'll be the winner of Weatherford and Clinton who will win 4A1. Whoa, no, well, no, okay. no, no, no. Josh, you stop it right now with that blasphemy. Have you not seen the team down I-40 called the Elk City Elks? <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Um, I think they um, – I know they lost a lot, but I think they returned a really good running back. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think – I think will probably finish third in the district, but – well, we'll see that. That's why they play the game. Well, exactly. And, and Josh, you're exactly right. And that's basically all the polls I've seen. Of course, a, a big shout out to the Associated Press and whoever does the Oklahoma polls, because when you go to the AP website and you search Oklahoma prep football poll, there's a link to a story. And then there's no story that all there is is the explanation of how they do their ranking. And then there's no ranking. So great job. Uh, but you know, Vipe had Weatherford, Clinton, Elk City, six, five, six, seven. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I know this year uh, Weatherford has to go to Elk. And to kind of compound on something you said, uh, Josh, you're exactly right. I think I think Stone Chisholm will step into a leadership role. I think CJ leads. And then also the transfer. 
the offensive lineman Gage Stiegel from Burns Flat Dill City, six foot five, three thirty five. And not not he's not like immobile either. He can move, and he's going to have a lot a lot to say about you know how how he, how that defensive and offensive line perform. But I, I like to hope that they're one of those teams that can go out and shut down teams. And I was talking to Jared Jones earlier today, and just watching the and he's the he, he'll be my color commentator on the uh, Weatherford Eagles broadcast. Long time color commentator. Yeah, right? he's he's uh, been with Weatherford since 2016, and he did Frederick before that. But, um, you know, last year, physicality won out in District 1. And Weatherford was able to beat Clinton because they got physical, were more physical, and then they faltered against Elk City because Elk City was more physical. So we'll see who goes out there and is the most physical team. And, you know, I think there's I think there's a good chance it's Weatherford. I've watched Clinton in, the, in their uh, clips against the scrimmage against Newcastle. They look like they are just Clinton, you know, that they're going to be what they are. And, and Coach Higby will tell you that. So I like the fact that that's an interesting situation and the fact that we're just going to go be Clinton and, and he expects nothing less than a deep playoff run. And that's, you know, that's the great thing about Western Oklahoma footballs. Every one of these coaches, Zach coaches, Zach Maynard out at Elk city. He knows what he's got. He knows what he can do with it. They're all going to make a run at you. It's going to be fun. Let's go. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, you also look at, you know, the teams around the district too. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Woodward's going to be very good. I don't think Cash is going to be great. I think John Marshall could be a little bit better. Um, is is Malik Murphy? I can't remember if Malik Murphy. He graduated. Oh, okay, he graduated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know they have a new head coach too, so I don't. Um, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll challenge either of those three teams. But uh, those are definitely the three teams that I think will win the district. I think Elk City would. Like I said, I think they're going to be just a little bit down. I don't know how much yeah. down, but I don't think they'll beat Weatherford or Clinton. They lost hey, a lot, this- but you know what I say, John. It's just like Ric Flair. You want to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> Ric Flair chops, baby. Woo! Yeah, I'm all I'm all about it. And I yeah, no, and this is why it's preseason, right? They they haven't even played. They'll play tomorrow night and then you can really figure out who's what. Mm-hmm. Uh but let's go a little bit smaller I'd say the right media feature game of the week in a team that you're very close to, even though you left them. And <laughs> oh, uh I mean it's fine, I guess. If you hey, they let, to- I wore a Weatherford shirt to the uh, hamburger fry. They they let me know about it too. I bet they yeah, I would too. Uh the former voice of the uh, Thomas Terrier. That's Chuck the Law Dog Ramsey. Uh, but they're uh, taking on Watonga. Both games, by the way, can be viewed on Right Dot Media, yeah. uh, whether you want the Watonga version or the Thomas version. Both teams, you could argue, need to be better. And I think that's kind of that. This good way to start the season. Well, and Josh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you here in a second. But last year, when, when I called the Watonga Thomas game, first game, you know, week zero, Watonga has the what looks like the horses. They go out, they hang fifty on Thomas, and just really did whatever they wanted to. And then they beat Hobart the next week in a squeaker, and then didn't win another game. And I know Skylar Watson, who's now at Carnegie, was was coaching that team. I did, I never delve into uh, any of the dramatics that might be going on in a small town, but something wasn't right with that team because they had they had the horses to be a competitor in Class A. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see Watonga play. I haven't seen a Watonga game ever, but I've seen a few Thomas games, and I've talked to Bob Ward several times when I was in college uh, doing some work for the Weatherford newspaper. Um, and he's a good football coach. He knows what oh, he's yeah. doing. He's been around the ropes. Uh, he almost won a state championship in the COVID year, but ran into cash in. And, you know, it seems like they've really 
struggled a lot ever since. Um, I got to see him play one time last year against Burns Flat Hill City. And from what I remember, Thomas, you know, it was a really young team. They like to throw the football around the field. Um, I think their quarterback was a, a freshman, he if was. I remember right. I can't remember. Yeah. Ty Littlebird, uh, he's a sophomore yeah, okay. this year. Zach Clancy was a standout receiver. He had over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, he's a senior this year. Uh, you're exactly right. And that Burns Flat Dill City game was funny because Burn BFDC came in and they were they were a solid team, humongous offensive yep. and defensive line. Gage Stiegel, uh, who I saw almost chase down the Thomas quarterback <laughs> on a on a uh, on a defensive play, but uh, Thomas was scrappy in that one, and they they were yeah. they were close at the half, and then just a, a really a few bang bang plays, and they might have had a shot to uh, to try to try to go and win that one, and and they won one last season. Uh, I know Coach Ward is 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 ready for for players to get out there and and kind of realize that they are Thomas if that makes sense. Yes. You know, there's a there's a mentality that comes with you when you're a traditional winner and I think maybe that got lost a couple of years and I know there that they're he feels like this team maybe gets it a bit. Now, will they have the horses to compete with Hooker and Fairview? That's yet to be seen. And and they'll they'll ha- But you know guys, and here's the thing about high school football and one of the great things Week one or week zero, whatever you want to call it, means it, nothing. It, it, it's nothing. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. it's really. A, I mean, it's great. To, it's great if you win it, but is it fool's gold if you win it? I mean, you go out and you compete, and you're hitting somebody besides your own team. Uh, is it anything more than a glorified scrimmage? No, no. I think you're you're. It's it's a preseason football game, except the difference is. I guess between the NFL and the in the high school is the fact that the NFL has millions of dollars on the line, so not <laughs> dare a single person get hurt. Yeah. But I where, mean, you know as well as I do, these coaches will say, you know, and Higby, Coach Higby's one of the one of the prime ones. His, his response to a win against Heritage Hall or a loss to McGinnis is exactly the same. Yep. Yeah, and that, that was my next point. I was going to bring up is you know Clinton played, in my opinion, one of the toughest non-district schedules. You know, going to Bishop McGinnis and Heritage Hall and. They beat Heritage Hall, and you know they were all. I think it was the first time in like nine years. So of course, they're all celebrating, and Coach Higby's like, "We're going to enjoy this." But then it's right back to work and preparing for a pretty good, uh, decent John Marshall team, even though their record might not be good. Um, he, he said was, that's all really focused on his districts, and he said winning an all-district game is great. And if you lose, you know it shows you what you need to go work on, and you have a few weeks to get better before district play. But you really just want to, in my opinion, you know, come out healthy and not have any big injuries, but also at the same time you want to play a real football game and, you know, just kind of see what you need to go work on before district play. Cause you know, district play is what matters yeah. the most. And well, and John, what's funny about this uh, Weatherford Newcastle matchup is it could very well be a playoff preview. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. No, no very, I mean, well. depending on how the districts shape up, I mean, Newcastle and I'll tell you their quarterback's scary. Uh, yeah. Jackson Burke, I think, or something. Bergston. Yeah. Uh, it. Got it right here. Um, uh, yeah, uh, he, he's a good player. I um, I saw him once in the Clinton scrimmage last year. Um, he made some plays, and then I watched the live stream of the Bethany Newcastle game, uh, mm-hmm. which had playoff implications. And he made a bunch of plays, and Bethany was able to hold on and win by one point in overtime. But um, that the funny he's a good thing player about and he can scramble around. The funny thing about District One and District Two, and I know we jump back to Four A real quick, and we'll we'll get back on Class A. Uh, the funny thing about District One and District Two of Class Four A is uh, last year. What Weatherford goes in is the three, and uh, because of the three-way tie, I get or three-way yep. tie at, at second, and they have to go to Blanchard, and you know Blanchard, 
trying to think they finished second in that district, but uh, Weatherford was what a couple of plays away from, from coming out of there with a victory and, you know, they return everybody. I mean, they lost some players that transferred out, but you know, they gained a few here and there, but I, I think, I think it's going to be interesting once we do get to the playoffs. And I know that's a long ways down the road, what district one and district two match up as that's why it'll be interesting to see this matchup tomorrow night at Newcastle. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's, I think you very well, you know, could see the exact same four teams that made the playoffs last year in four, a one and four, a two, um, probably in different orders, but no, like I said, Tuttle's going to be really good. Blanchard's going to be really good. Bethany loses Dayloff Taylor Heim, who plays at Oklahoma, and a couple of really good wide receivers yeah. and lost a lot. But Coach Arthur will still put a really, really good football team together. Um, I don't know if they could beat Blanchard or Tuttle, but speaking still. of Bethany, uh, you know, Coach Saylor really put together a great girls basketball yeah. team too. Absolutely. And when I say yes, put together, when I say put together, I I emphasize put together. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you don't want to I jump on that. I, no, I'm a Bethany grad. I will say, um, didn't you guys have a couple movements for basketball? I heard that somewhere. I, I don't we? know how. Who's moved in Isn't for basketball, like, John? Nobody. Yeah, our oh, kids are homegrown. Been playing like together I said, I didn't since little it, kids. They said that like there was a kid coming in. I think from like maybe Sentinel or Burns Flat, who's pretty good. But oh, no, it's football. Yeah, foot. Yeah. Oh, football. Football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. said it was basketball, and I was like, one huh, one but. lineman on a team of uh, of of twenty two. Okay. You know, and then compared to uh, two six footers, <laughs> class four A girls basketball. But <laughs> no, congratulations to uh, Bethany uh, on their state title. I tell you, uh, just off topic once again, but uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The Donnelly girl, Kate and Donnelly, man, she shot our lights out so bad in that matchup against uh, Weatherford. But uh, back to Class A, guys. Uh, I know with uh, so many teams in Western Oklahoma in Class A and some redistricting next year, uh, Thomas and uh, Thomas and some of the teams will kind of be. I mean, Class A is going to be di- divided next season. Yeah, yeah, Division One and Two, Division One and Division Two. Uh, but uh, Thomas will kind of go back to the Southwest portion uh i believe if i if i remember looking at that right but this season i mean i I know i talked to uh coach ward at the hamburger fry and the terriers you know it's i I would say one and two in class a are pretty locked up fairview's got a great team hooker's got a great team uh they've got returners thomas is still young they've got some seniors uh at some positions but you know they're they're still young and then you know it's all about what I, I guess what my original point was before we detract before we derailed is uh, these coaches realize non district is just about getting guys out there figuring out how they can play and and preparing them for district and and seeing what works. But you know in uh, far western Oklahoma, another uh, part of the right media uh, crew or lineup of uh, teams is the Sarah Eagles. And Coach Craig Hickson out there feels like he can implement more of his offense, which is a uh, I guess it's a veer option or a or a you know a lot of a lot of the uh, what is that John is a split T or is it is it wing T John the wing T yeah or a single wing I guess or I was just they'll they'll be able to run the ball probably a little more effectively and I tell you a name to look out for and Josh you might remember this Aiden Hendershot uh, he'll be a oh, senior yeah. running back this year uh, I w- I called one of their games last season and he ran for like three nineteen against Mangum I mean wow. and just uh, and they say he's bulked up some more this season and been powerlifting in the weight room in off season so uh, Craig Hickson here's the thing guys and I feel so bad saying this last season Cordell won no games 
Sayer's only win was against Cordell. Thomas's only win was against Sayer. So it was just, uh, you know, it was a rough, rough season for Class A uh, football on the right media network last year. But I think things are going to turn around quite a bit. No, Blue Devils, I mean, I'm with you. The coaching, especially in those kind of towns, I feel like is – I don't know. I just they're gonna, they have to get better, right? Like that's how that seems to work. Well, Josh, and I'm I'm gonna ask you this. To me, you can have a coach, and you know, if you can't get players out to to participate, that's what really can kind of doom a small program. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I know like when high school football games, like you have to have really good coaching, but also like you know, at a point, you know, you just have to have the players and the buy in and. You know, sometimes you can be a really good coach, but, you know, there's nothing more you can do if, like, your players, you know, aren't playing really well or aren't as, you know, talented as someone else on that you're competing against. But, um, you know, it's, it's tough in Class A because sometimes, you know, you don't have a lot of players to choose from and you just kind of, you know, have that, take what you can get, um, you know, in a small school like that. So, yeah. it's, or in a small school, excuse me, like, it's tough for sure. Um, but, like, you know, I, I think Thomas will be a little bit better. You know, Bob Ward is a – really good football coach and you know it's won state championships that thomas um i know they've had some really good players like aiden kelly comes to mind even though they didn't beat uh cashin but you know you can just have players here and there and i feel like you know when you have the players you know you have to take advantage and you know do everything you can can do to win yeah we're on the western oklahoma sports podcast i'm chuck ramsey the law dog john matthews with me as well and we're visiting with josh uh josh jennings with uh scorebook live it's right i always call it sb live but it's scorebook live correct yes that's correct and also with roger state university uh john Mar- a second there's someone up my phone. okay oh, that's so, awesome we'll uh interrupt it a little bit uh john uh marty wandry checked in with us and he down at clinton liquor and uh probably be uh okay, trying sorry, to... i'm doing a radio show no you're fine sorry <laughs> <laughs> he did check it oh i got this i can i think i can make this work hold on thank you there you go. Uh, there we go. All right. Gotcha. So, uh, John navigating the, uh, zoom call here and we are streaming live on Facebook. So thanks Marty Wandry for checking in. He commented, John said, uh, they're moving to five a, I, who were we talking about? That was, uh, that would be moving uh, Western to Heights, Western Heights. Okay. Yeah. I think so, that's what he was talking about. Probably earlier. So, hey, so question. Uh, I was looking through some schedules and things and just kind of figure out life. And well, first of all, before we, before I jump into that, cause I'll be back at Weatherford. Was Corn Bible Academy play tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, well, let's go. Crusaders. Crusaders. I'm all about private schools winning. New coach this year, uh, Coach Zosky and Coach uh, Schmidt, I think, stepped away. And that's that's funny you say that because uh, I need to check I in with it. But uh, Mountain View Godibo was looking to uh, to kind of get, get some things going in uh, football this season as well. Uh, with their coach down there, but I, from what I understand is uh, there might have been some transfers from Mountain View over to Carnegie. I, that's just I nothing confirmed, but that's just uh, something I heard. Question though about the uh, so scheduling, we're just looking through that and looking through Weatherford's schedule. Did they choose not to have a bye week on purpose? Yeah, Corn Bible just... is that surreal. Uh, you know, surreal, Josh, yeah. you probably know more about this. Uh, from what I'm told, is some of these coaches like to go ahead and knock out all ten games and then have a bye week right before districts. Yeah, um, I I think it's just kind of the way their schedule uh, falls because um, you know they. Play, I believe, four non-district games, um, but they were supposed to play Western Heights, but I think that just fell at the last week of season. And Clinton actually had the same problem too last year of you know trying to find yep. a game right in the middle of district play, and sometimes it just doesn't happen, and it's tough because you don't want to risk an injury, but you also you know want to go out there and play a real football game to keep your guys warm. Um, but 
in my opinion, you know, it turns out that, uh, you know, the bye week for Clinton last year worked out in their favor because, you know, they struggled. They lost Elk City and got embarrassed uh, in the Custer County conflict. And, um, Touchdown yeah. Eagles! Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then they, they made it, you know, to the, to the quarterfinals. Yes. And yeah, uh, had a shot against, didn't they? Uh, they went into overtime against Poto, if I remember. Yeah, they right. went into, I believe, triple overtime. Yes. Against Poto. Yeah, it was. So, uh, yeah, and that's, that's kind of where, and we touched on it before, and we probably do need to spend a little more time on Clinton. So, uh, so that Marty might cut me a deal on my next, uh, purchase there at Clinton <laughs> Liquor. Smart, smart. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he's probably mad that I'm wearing this dub hat. But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, last season, and, and like I said, Clinton, they they won the tiebreaker, uh, got the second spot in Class Four A District One, and then hosted, which I think hosting means so much in high school football. And then basically, you know, you go on the road. It's such a long trip to Poto. I mean, what is that? Five hours, four hours, something like that. And you try to you try to stagger it out and let you guys move around a bit and get some rest, but. Uh, long trip, and then you go to triple overtime, and and it was an overtime game the week before against Bethany, yep. and so you know they they really made a run last season, and they've got a lot of pieces back. So I I would never ever ever count out Clinton, no matter what, no matter what you hear me telling Marty Wandry. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember I was reading a uh, article in the Daily Oklahoman, uh, and Coach Higby talked about this too at the Meet the Players last year, and. You know, it talked about who's going to win 4A in uh, 2022. And, of course, you know, it talked about Cushing and Wagner and Tuttle. And it talked about, like, all the players that had returning back. And with Clinton coming back, all it said is because it's Clinton. Yeah. And, and so. that's what I touched on earlier. And, John, you tell me, I think with with some of these high schools, when it's a, when it's a true program, when it's like this is what we do and this is what we're going to do yep. from, from peewee ball on up, I mean, it's just kind of in their veins, don't you think? Yeah, you're not rebuilding or reloading, right? That's what they say every year. They've been playing it since they were, heck, uh, the, the kindergartners. And yeah. Clinton uh, Youth Football, they play their own youth football in their own league against yep. each other. Uh, and it's it's so they're literally learning Clinton Red Tornado football plays from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And it's built into their head. I don't know why they need to learn it from kindergarten, because literally it's run left, run right, <laughs> run up the middle. Uh, that's it. That's all you need. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah. like you said, how many state championships, Josh? Yeah. I believe 17, and I'll say this too, you know, like, I've I've talked to some people who, about, they've asked me about Clinton, and they're like, doesn't it, like, concern you that all they do is, you know, run the ice formation and just run the ball and don't pass the ball down the field, and I'm like, "Uh, they can if they need to, but, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, they have success. They pound the heck out of football teams and just run it down their throat, and and that's why I mean, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Was it two years ago they got in there, the state championship game? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, and then and everyone's like, no, yeah. Clinton has no chance. No chance can the Reds win that game because they're playing against who's undefeated. Tuttle. It was uh, Tuttle, yeah, yeah, Blanked them thirty-five nothing. Smoked them. Yes, yeah. defense Smoked and them. run the ball and play defense. It's a it's a foreign concept yeah. these days, but it, but it used to be a day where it really worked. Yeah, and in, in, in my it, it still does work because you know oh, they yeah. won the state title in twenty twenty one, and you know we're a player two away from beating Poto and going to the semifinals. Yeah, and uh, you know what happened last year, John, in Class Four A was Cushing was a high flying passing offense. Yep. You get into the finals in November, and and where did they play at Wantland or at Stillwater last year? They played at Wantland. They played yeah. at uh, UCO. So you're at Edmond in in December, and uh, let's see, you know there's. I don't remember the exact weather conditions, but from what I understand, Wagner did what Wagner does, and Cushing couldn't quite replicate 
what had worked for them all season. But yeah, run the yep. ball, run right, run left, you know, do some jet sweeps. But it's going to be real interesting. And I think, I think, like I said, Class 4A District 1 is going to fall down to who's, who's going to have the most physicality, who, who can go out there and win the, win the line of scrimmage on both sides. And because the best interview you've ever done in your life, Josh, would have to be Coach John Higby after a seven on seven. Because he's he's got nothing to say. Yeah. He's just like this. Pretty much. You know, yeah. we'll we'll come out here and compete. And it gives their secondary good practice, you know, against passing offenses. But as far as offensively, you put Cooper Sully out on uh, seven on seven and and you know, you're you're you've taken away three quarters of his playbook. That's yeah, that's pretty much, you know, what he said too, is like we tried to, you know, just get some good work in and throw in the ball and he said we he said our guys may not be running as fast because we're a little bit sore because we had a Squat day yesterday, so I'm discounting a lot of that stuff. He said, but it's good to get out here and get some reps in. So, oh, yeah. But, yeah, there was, there was very little to take away from that 7-on-7 well, seven seven that I covered a year ago at Clinton. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was out at two of them, two of them this season, and uh, it kind of the same thing. But, uh, yeah. guys, I tell you, we talked about Class A. We talked about uh, Class 4A. We do have some eight-man teams out here. I think Ceiling is a team that's Corn Bible hoping. Academy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Corn Bible. Yeah, Corn Bible, Mountain View, Godibo, <laughs> and uh, Clint, and Ceiling, and Canton even we'll we'll kind of include Canton. I got to find out who the coach is at Canton. Uh, their their coach last season left. Matt Schiefer is what uh, they have with OSSAA rankings. So I might try to reach. See, out they made a run last year. Am I making that up? They yeah, they made it to the finals and yeah. lost to uh, yeah. Vern. So yeah, and they have to dominate in basketball and, and yeah. football and this has got to be one of those golden eras of sports for ceiling because uh, Josh can probably attest from covering. Uh, some of the Metro sports, but Bracey Nyberg uh, oh on the basketball she, circuit. She's, she's just really outstanding. She is really good. She uh, actually, funny story. She was almost committed to Roger state, but chose to commit to um, SNU. She was here for a visit and, uh, and I guess she committed, I saw her, she committed to SNU a few days ago, but uh, I, I think ceiling from women's basketball is obviously going to be really good. Again, well, and <laughs> and once again, Heather Davis trying to raid her former uh, honey yeah. hole out here. So, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks a lot, Coach. Uh, but no, and you know, real quick, uh, it'll be interesting. Eight man, you know, eight man football. Sealing uh, off this week, by the way, taking on Surreal next week. Yeah, and then Corn Bible is at Surreal tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, and then um, MVG. Uh, am I am I am I familiar enough now in Western Oklahoma that I can use the the abbreviations, the MVG or the it makes you want to drink a beer. What do you say? BCFD beer. Yeah. BFDC. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, now that sounds like you're cursing. Okay. So So I don't know if you can do that yet, but class a and, and, and eight man, you know, we will do our best to keep up with that. I know I reached out to Skylar Watson at Carnegie and said, coach, you know, if you'll send us your stats and stuff like that, we'll, we'll make sure and, and get some reports on you. And then Hinton, is on the other end of Western Oklahoma Class A. They're in District Three, and this year, for years, Crescent was just a step step mat and uh, a doormat, and now they're predicted to finish uh, in the at the top of that district. Cashin is picked down, which has got to be odd territory for them as of late. But then uh, Hinton and Watonga are, are ch- picked towards the uh, towards the bottom half of that. But uh, real quick, as uh, we probably start to wrap up, guys, uh, Swasu, I know Josh doesn't care about Swasu one bit anymore, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, you've got Swasu Volleyball. You'll be doing the PA announcing at Swasu Volleyball this year, correct, John? 
Correct. Yep. Swansea Volleyball predicted to win a national title this year, Hell according yeah. to John Matthews' preseason <laughs> rankings. And they, they, uh, they play in the toughest region in the country, so that, that'd be awesome. John's got like five <laughs> state champions coming out of Western Oklahoma this year. <laughs> Listen, I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. But yeah, I yeah, know volleyball uh, kicks off. I think it kicks off next week. Am I making that up? Uh, yeah, 31st, 31st. Yeah. First game. And then, yeah, they're at Midwestern State. And uh, for the tournament there at Wichita Falls. And then uh, Thursday, next Thursday is a huge day for Swasu Athletics. Football opens at Milam Stadium against Wichita Baptist. Go Go Dogs. Dogs. And then, uh, no, not golf. uh, uh, Soccer is uh, hosting Emporia State. And Coach Mark Pearson, he's excited about his squad he's got going. And then, uh, you know, Football rules, but I mean the, everything at Swasu just well, seems to is, find its own. Chuck, 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 Chuck. Football doesn't rule at Swasu because they haven't won in a while. Well, that's true, but I mean, so we're, I'm just we're still you got to win the rule. We're still in the Texas Oklahoma area, so football kind of kind of runs team. everything. Yeah, but I, I will say this: in talking to Coach Josh Collins, uh, you know, I guess the numbers on the streaming for uh, for Swasu Sports, the volleyball really and the attendance, the volleyball really. They said, uh, Attendance sets records, the yeah. Tone. yeah, no, they've set plenty of plenty of attendance records at that place. It gets rocking, especially when they're winning. I mean, that makes a difference, right? Yeah. Milam Stadium full every every time they're at the game because they do a good job. Whether it's Parents Day, yeah. whether it's Homecoming, whether it's Senior Day, whether it is uh, if you're rocking with uh, that all band day, whatever, where they bring bands from all over the country and they do a halftime mm-hmm. show together. Uh, there's all kinds of reasons. So that stand, that stadium is full. Now he's going to get Coach McCoy to, to get it together. Former All American, former Swasu player. And I think he has that believe I'm going to outwork any of my opponents mentality. Oh, yeah. And if that's at all contagious, national championship. Let's go, dogs. Let's go, dogs. National championship. Uh, Josh up at Rogers State. I know they're in the MIAA. How are they uh, faring for some of their uh, fall programs? Well, um, so Roger State does not have football or volleyball. Um, really, we just have women's soccer, golf, cross country, and uh, men's soccer. But I know um, the men's soccer team is really, really good. They play in the MIAA, but they also do the – it's also combined with the JC because there's only four MIAA teams and only, I believe, four JAC teams that play men's soccer. And the men's soccer team, coached by Derek Larkin, he's entering his 17th year. And fun fact for people who don't know, RSU has only had athletics since uh, 2005. Yeah. So they're still a fairly young athletic program. Um, they've had some recent success. Uh, our men's basketball team is pretty good, but we play in one of the toughest conferences in the state or is in the nation yeah with northwest missouri state and a lot of other good teams but um miaa no, is a, definitely uh, yeah. i gotta say just a bit step uh, basketball wise seems like they're a bit step up competition from from the gac in a way yeah uh, just from what i saw last season but i tell you uh you know we'll have the winter sports coming up i remember when roger state was uh just a community college back in uh back yep. in the 80s when i was growing up and i actually had a cousin uh who ended up uh going to play basketball there he only played there one season but uh they they were they were renowned at that time for having a a music program in which uh you could get a collegiate degree in playing steel guitar (laughs) and so uh, the uh the the instructor was leon mcauliffe who was a famous western swing steel guitar player but a little bit of of knowledge there for you george straits band yeah all right gentlemen let's go it's uh western oklahoma football kicks off week week zero i guess whatever that is which game do i need to be at 
You've got a lot of choices. Right Dot Media, of course, has Weatherford is at Newcastle. You can stream it there. You've got Clinton at Kingfisher on Right Dot Media as well. You've got Thomas at Watonga on Right Dot Media. And Sayre is at Cordell. Yeah, they're Cordell, at Cordell. At Cordell. Uh, as well. So what's, and I'm not saying you have to pick that game. Elk City, I think, is taking on, uh, Altus. Uh, Altus. They're at Altus. Which, which game? Which game should I make sure that I'm at this week? I go Newcastle Weatherford just because, like I said, I think that's. Cause you uh, get paid to be there. Well, that's yeah. Cheating. But I mean, <laughs> uh, if you're in the Western Oklahoma area and you want to go support Weatherford, it'd be great to have a lot of fan turnout there at Newcastle. Newcastle's a weird situation because they at one time thought that they were going to go 5A. And uh, when I started doing basketball for Weatherford, the the AD said, "Yeah, we're going to five A next year." Well, that didn't numbers got revamped. I don't know if the I don't know if the numbers got you know <laughs> yeah. got cooked the books or anything, knew, but but they're yeah, going to be in Weatherford, Clinton, and Elk City's that. district next season. So, uh, yeah. you know, so we'll be seeing them more often. But yeah, the the Weatherford Newcastle for me that even if I wasn't calling the game, that one just seems to that's going to be two teams that are kind of in similar positions. Both looking at this season as potential to make deep playoff runs, I think it's going to be a head knocker. Josh, what do you got? Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. You know, two really good football teams, but um, I'm going to go with the Weatherford Eagles. You know, I think uh, CJ Nixon will make a bunch of plays, and Stone Chisholm will find him open along with Nick Jett. And um, I, I just I see the Eagles winning that game and going to one and zero. It won't be easy, but. Uh, Oh no! It's it's going to be easy, Josh. Eagles are going to roll. Eagles are going to roll. Let let the Eagles soar once more. Did you guys see my? I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks too because both offenses are really, really good. Yeah. Did you guys see my uh, T-shirt that's on uh, on for sale with uh, Weatherford (laughs) Public Schools? Yes, I did not. Yeah, they're selling T-shirts for fundraisers, and uh, one of the one of the options is uh, is a T-shirt says "Let the let those eagles soar once more." There you go. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. No, I think if I had to choose a game, I'm going uh, to Kingfisher uh, to watch Clinton. That'll be a good one. Yeah, mainly yeah. for one reason only. Anytime I get to talk trash and rub it in Kingfisher's face, those snooty—that's <laughs> the most snootiest town I've ever been a part of uh, in all sports, not just football, basketball. That was so fun to beat them there. Yeah, uh, in football, oh, yeah. baseball, all of it. Anytime you can go rub it in Kingfisher's face, that's where I want to be. Josh, let me ask yeah. you this. You talked to several metro media figures and things like that before you left for the Tulsa area, but I mean, mm-hmm. is it is it a bit of a consensus that the weather that the Kingfisher magic is kind of uh, past its time? Yeah, um pretty much. I mean, a lot of people, you know, didn't like Kingfisher to begin with. Um I you so have I to respect that, them. I mean, what yeah, they did oh, yeah, is absolutely. truly I amazing. Say, like people here they're like we respect Kingfisher, you know, they're really good. Um but, you know, with Jared Reese leaving for, um, I believe, I Dover. Can't remember which he's going to off the top of my head. But. Dover. And then, you know, they lose a lot of seniors, too. Jack Sternberger, um, Caden Kitchens, and a couple other guys. That that senior class was good, and they, I, I think they should have beat Douglas, and Weatherford probably would have beat them for a state title. But, um, you never you know, know. I think Kate Fisher is going to be a little bit down, but, um, I mean, I don't think they'll be as down as people think. I mean, I don't think they'll go to the state tournament, but I think they could maybe make a regional or maybe a area run by Thursday or Friday, but that's, I think that's the ceiling for, for their basketball program. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, John, it's funny because when uh, Weatherford beat them on their home court and broke the 80 uh, game home win streak, I, I was in such a state of excitement that I, I uttered the phrase 80 games is all you get. And, uh, you know, think about that <laughs> 80 games. <Yep. laughs> 
<laughs> you know, a home yeah. game home game winning streak of eighty games, and then some some jackass retired cop that thinks he can talk on the radio gets on there and says eighty games is all you can get, all you get. So, but hey, yeah, li- live in the I moment. Remember I was I was co- actually cover. I was actually at the Weatherford Kingfisher tournament game when yeah. Kingfisher beat them, and I was talking to Michael Swisher who. Um, is a writer for their newspaper, yeah. does all their games. And I was asking him, and he had to go look up. He's like, I think it's somewhere in the high 70s or 80s, but we just won so many that, you know, you just kind of lose track. But, um, yeah. Well, but and, yeah, you know, and it was, it was an unfortunate way that they kind of fell out of the uh, state tournament. I know, you know, that was uh, highly contested and hotly contested on social media game. But, uh, yeah. you know, just one of those situations where uh, Douglas – filled some holes that they had in their squad and were able to take the trophy. Uh, you know, we'll always think about what, what that game could have been if we'd come out in the first half and actually, you know, been did what we normally do, but uh, you know, the window is open and you know, Weatherford has a chance to win some state titles and John Matthews is calling for a football state title to uh, all hail the dub this season. Guaranteed all hail the dub. Let the Eagles soar once more, baby. (laughs) He found it. Wow. That is, I'm gonna have to order one of those. <laughs> I'm telling you, and it even says Chuck the Chuck Ramsey the Law Dog down yep. at the bottom. That's that's very nice. Yeah. Look at that, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not yeah. good. A little pixelated there. Out of focus, but yeah. yeah. Well, Chuck, I, I have a quick question for you. Yes, sir. Western Oklahoma. Uh, you know, last year, you know, the Weatherford Lady Eagles. You know, they came up just a little bit short. Um, Against a pretty good Klassen team, and then you know the Hoffman girls leave, and Grant Givens goes to Duncan. But yeah. uh, are people around town like concerned that you know the Lady Eagles might have a little bit of a down year or take a step back, or are they still? I'll say have the same expectation. I'll say this: they they're going to be a competitive team. They're going to have, uh, you know, and I was always I've I was always a proponent of Kennedy Stewart because I always felt like as she went, it made yeah. things easier on the rest of the team. If she was having a good offensive game, it opened up so much else. Uh, they've got to find a post player. I think Brindley Glassy can step in on that. She'll be a senior this year. Uh, she got some action last season and, uh, you know, however much work she put in the summertime, I've got to check in with the new coach, uh, coach Pratt and see, see how things are going. But I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where I love the Hoffman girls. They were true talents, just true, wonderful kids. I, you would be a fool not to say, I'd love to have a daughter like that. Well, I, you know, that's what I would say. I'm old, but, Mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, at times, you know, it was either going to be Jordan driving the ball or, or Addie, you know, trying to, trying to do some things we'll see. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That, that got them to a, to a high level of basketball. We'll see if this team is more, uh, a little more balanced. Some players that were young that played with Jordan and Addy uh, will be going into their junior and senior years. Uh, it, it could be interesting. I'll say this. Uh, I was asked the question at the Weatherford scrimmage, and I said, you know, we'll, we'll see. Right now it's kind of unknown, but high school principal Garrett Smith quickly tuned me up on that and said, you know, they're going to be a hardworking group of girls. They're going to pressure the ball. They're going to run. They're going to do things. So he was very optimistic. I've got to get by and see practice, but I I would say with the new coach and, and a new system and, 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 you know, and there were players on last season's team uh, that looked like if you give them their shot, they're probably going to make the most of it. So I, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be that big of a drop off. I'm I'm very hopeful for sure. I think they'll still dominate Western Oklahoma. You know, just just basically on 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 the athletes that Weatherford produces. But yeah, and 
you know, it's another step when you talk about state playoffs because, yeah. and, I, and I don't mean to hack on your alma mater, but I mean, when you can get two girls move in like the Van sisters, you know, that I'm, here's the thing. Bethany probably could have won state with Keziah Lofton and, and Kate and Donnelly and the others. But then when the Van girls move in, they just, it, it was just wrapped up. Uh, class and SAS will be better next season. Tuttle will probably falter from what they're used to just because Landry yeah. Allen's not there anymore. Uh, she's, I mean, John, you know, this as well as I do, cause you probably go out and dominate your girls in the, in the driveway basketball, but <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no more. Not in my house. <laughs> a, a girl that's six foot three that can, that has a soft touch around the bucket. It's like having Hakeem Olajuwon on your team. I mean, it, yeah. in, in high school, in high school basketball, you know, Tuttle just was so good for so long. But uh, I'm telling you, the Bethany girls, they, they really were. I would like to see Bethany play some of the uh, some of the 6A teams in, in tournament play. Yep. Well, they'll, they'll have that chance because they're playing in the uh, Mustang Holiday Classic yes. in December. Yeah, um, and get this. Weatherford is in the Tournament of Champions in late December. Yes. Weatherford boys. Yeah, hopefully, so, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get away and uh, you know cover that tournament yeah. for SB Live. But we'll see. That's a long ways down the road. But. Yeah, long ways. You know, quit talking about basketball. Yeah. You're boring the crap out of me. It's, it's football, football season. That's Did right. we just discuss this? But we we all, we, you're, you're the one that brought Josh Jennings on. So, you know, if I got Josh at my disposal, I'm going to pick his brain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> y'all have a wonderful day. We got to we got to wrap this thing. All right, thanks, John. You want to send us out? I think uh, sure. Right down media. I think we'll go back to that football seasons here again. Uh, you've got Sarah at Cordell. Go watch that game. You want to watch Watonga? Or excuse me, Thomas at Watonga. You've got Weatherford at Newcastle, and you have Clinton is going to be at Kingfisher. Go pick a game to watch on the Right Dot Media Network there. Uh, Chuck the Law Dog Ramsey, the voice of the Weatherford Eagles, Law Dog Sports Champion, Josh Jennings, SB Live, Sportsbook Live, does it all. Josh, thank you so much, man. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate, we appreciate yep. you today. Thanks, thanks for having me guys on. Have me on anytime. Yeah, Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. We'll do it every Thursday. That's the goal. Uh, somewhere around noon. I'm fat, so I got to eat. So maybe like 12 <laughs> 10, you know? John, I'll talk to you in the morning. It's how they, in the morning, we'll be there as uh, we preview. It's game day. Tomorrow's game day. 5 the <laughs> yep. See you, fellas. Have a great one.